Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first December edition of Property Management with Alex Deacon. It is a part of the Real Estate Investing with Alex Deacon series. Uh, my name is Adam. I am your host that does not know much, but I am here with a genius of the trade. Whoa, yeah, that's me, Alex. That would be Alex, the I'm Deacon of Real Estate. Genius. He is the genius. Um, he, he is the genius star in this in this uh, podcasting relationship here. So yeah, not not even close, by the way. <laughs> so now what we're going to talk about today is we're kind of kicking into the winter months here. We wanted to start with something different. Um, we've talked about a lot of different property management uh, topics in the past. One thing we've never really hit upon was, you know, Alex. Sometimes, you know, maybe in the past I've done this, but uh, you know, thankfully I've grown as a person. But I think, you know, everybody in their college years, you kind of maybe run it, even if it was an apartment or something, that's, you probably didn't leave it in the best shape. Uh, we all probably have one of those skeletons in the closet. Um, and today I think is a great way to talk about landlord liability uh, and like we phrase it, tenant li or landlord liability and our tenant-friendly legal system. Um, and what we're going to do, guys, we're going to talk about um, what is going, what you guys will be liable for um, working, uh, landlording, working with a property owner and working with a property management company. So, Alex. Mm -hmm. Where would you like to start with this one? I think what prompted me to discuss this today, just because it was an email that I had sent to a uh, property manager owner, you know, the owner that we um, managed for, one of our clients, and they had they had issues with how the property was left, okay. you know, after the tenants moved out. And quite honestly, it was it's a nice property, so it's a decent area, you know, it's like a fairly high end rental property, and they left it very clean, I mean, super clean, to be honest. Um, there are some damage, you know, there's some issues there, but I felt it was super clean because I've seen so much worse, you know. So they, they went and looked at it, and they felt that, you know, we needed to keep some of the security deposit and, uh, for the tenants. Mm -hmm. And I was okay with that because we, there are some legitimate items in there that you know, we should keep the, the, uh, the money but you got to be careful, you know, how much you keep, and and it has to be legitimate, you know. Right. So, for example, we've had we've had tenants that we've properties with, they've left all their belongings in there, and you have to get rid of their stuff, and you have to post a notice to make sure that they've had enough time to come back and get it. You know? Oh, okay. So that that's huge. If you don't if you don't let them know that uh, and give them proper notice, they have a right to. Uh, they can sue you for all those belongings. We've had a tenant do that because we didn't give them a proper notice. Now we, they did. The tenant I'm talking about did lose because we threw all his stuff out because we could not get a hold of him. And he he obviously abandoned the unit, but he still took us to court, and we had to, I had to spend money on an attorney. Had to go to court, and then our court system is so inept they allowed him to refile the same complaint again, right? And wow. my attorney's like, should not be able to do this. So my, I had to pay my attorney to go to the court and say, hey, idiots, um, he already filed this complaint one. So it's just, it's a never-ending battle in this business, not only with the tenants, but knowing the system and how you can use it in your favor, which is not very easy. And then... How to deal with the court system, which is completely ludicrous, and they let the tenants get away with nearly murder. Yeah. So, and it, it's really it's unfair as hell because a good example is you know my daughter who owns a couple houses, 
she doesn't have a whole lot of money, yet the tenant has every right to not pay their rent and then appeal the hearing that we obviously will win at the magistrate stating that she didn't pay, the tenant didn't pay the rent. So they appeal that, and that goes on for another 30 to 45 days. Meantime, and, and that can go on further, even further from that. Meantime, my daughter has to make a mortgage payment on their right, house, or yeah. she'll lose it. So the, the mortgage company, if, if you call the mortgage company and tell them, look, I, I'm ran on hard times and I can't, I can't make my mortgage payment, they don't care. Don't they're, they're not going to do anything for you at all, but the tenant cannot pay the rent or appeal the judgment and then make payments to the court because when you appeal, you have to make payments to the court on a regular basis, but you, the landlord, have to monitor that and make sure they're making their payments. And it's, it's just a circus. It's a circus. So that's why it's so important to buy a better quality property versus, you know, a property that's in an area that you're not going to get a high-quality tenant. Yeah. It really is. It, it, I, I think it makes all the difference. And so when we say, you know, uh, kind of like, you know, landlord liability in our tenant friendly legal system, let's kind of dig into that a little deeper too because – I know we all have an idea on like how people can move an apartment or a house or a home, you know, home or what you know, do you know, part of a duplex, whatever they're renting out. Um, but it can get really expensive, really, really. I mean, they could. There's, I've seen it with my own eyes in other people's places. They've destroyed, you know, apartments. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go to any college in town, you could probably find some. Right. Um, so, at what point do you would you um, not only start to take part of the deposit away? Um, because empathy, I'm sure, is something that you really you know. Sure, you take into consideration too. Um, I can tell you're you're always a very empathetic guy. Um, but at what point does the empathy stop? And 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 when do you really start to go after? You know, maybe even like, can you go after more than the security deposit? Yeah, you can you can go after damages, and it's very difficult to do that because, again, just the way our system is set up, um, you can get judgments against you know tenant. And you can win those judgments, but ever collecting on them is probably not so easy. And it makes it even more difficult yeah, collecting right. on a judgment because uh, depending on where your the rental property is, if you're in a low income area and you expect you expect to spit on yourself when you're talking, <laughs> if you expect to uh, win a judgment, that's fine. But if you expect to ever collect. From a person who's just getting by, pay to pay, they're probably never going to own a house. So it's almost like you're doing it just to prove a point for like nothing else. You're just you're essentially wasting Money. just a lot of time and resources, and you're just getting angry over, over nothing. Now, if the person who who is renting and it's a, it's a significant rental in this area, fifteen hundred to two thousand, very significant rental amount, then yeah, you can get a judgment against that person, and you may someday be able to collect when they go buy a house or want to buy something of significance, that may come up and deter them from getting the loan. So they'll have to pay off that judgment. Gotcha. Yeah, so just in reality, it it depends. So when when you were talking about empathy, I try to be empathetic to landlords that we manage to our clients. I really do. But I also sprinkle in there 
like 25 years of me doing this and 25 years of me losing hundreds of thousands of dollars in rent myself. Right? Hundreds of thousands. And I, and I don't feel empathy when, when a, a client is, is concerned about $600 worth of damage. Right, right, right. I'm like, are yeah. you serious? Yeah. So I have to educate. It's, it's kind of cumbersome for me because I have to educate some landlords that, listen, man, you got off really, really good here. This tenant was there two years, paid their rent, did some damage. But, you know, when I saw it, I did a pre-inspection where he said, I'm going to paint and all this. And I'm like, yeah, right. You're not going to do any of that. She did everything she said she was going to do. And again, it's maybe five or six hundred dollars worth of damage, and I just I told the uh, the owner that he should be very happy that the two tenants we've had in there have been just awesome, and you know we need to get these things addressed so we can get this tenant security deposit back because what can happen is so the tenant turns her keys and on the November thirtieth, let's just say. So when the tenant turns in their keys and gives you a forged address, you by law have 30 days to return that deposit or to get in touch with that tenant somehow and show that you've gotten in touch with them with a letter stating, yes, we um, we received the keys and your forwarding address. We're not returning your deposit in full because of, and then you have an itemized list of damages along with the costs. And so you, so you have to do that within 30 days. Otherwise, that tenant can now sue you for double deposit, for double their deposit. Okay. Wow. So, okay. So there, there's another tenant-friendly, you know, law that was put into place at some point. Well, let me ask this question too, because I know you are very big on this, and I don't know, you know, how many uh, property managers and landlords are big on, are big on this, but would renters insurance ever come into play? On this, like you know, or is that something that typically would still get brushed over and would fall back on on your on your insurance or the homeowner's insurance? I mean, would renters insurance cover certain damages, or could you enforce their insurance if they had renters insurance? You know, because I know I know you're big on your. I don't think renters insurance would cover damages like done by the tenant. Okay. I don't know that for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I find it I find it highly unlikely. Okay. So yeah, so you have to, so we have to return that deposit, you know, or we have to give them reason why not to return the deposit. But so the email I sent out today was just concerning this issue, which is that I, I explained to them, listen, I have empathy for your situation. So let me let me tell you a few really quick stories in a, a few sentences about what the tenants have done to our other clients and myself in the past. You know, fifteen thousand dollars worth of damage not paying rent for eight months, maybe a combination of both, um, causing havoc in the neighborhood because of just issues and you got and you have neighbors calling you, HOA association calling you, maybe other tenants if it's a multiple unit building calling you. That's how bad it can be where this tenant did six hundred dollars worth of damage. I said, listen, let's do this. Let's get let me give me the authority to go fix everything. I will go get everything fixed. We will take that money from their deposit, and then let's get this thing listed for sale because they want to sell it. I said, because when I broke it down per day, 
But this is costing you, we broke it down to like $80 a day. Every day you don't make a decision on what you want me to do, you're losing $80. So you're all you're worried about $600 or $800 or $1,000 you maybe want to hold in of their deposit. Meantime, you're losing $80 a day, which is equal to $2,400 in a month. So make a quick, it's a, it's a business, it's not personal, Brett. Make a decision so I can help you make more money. Because you, you, you hire us, you hire a management company to, cons, to, do, to consult with them, not just to collect rents and charge your percentage. It's, it's times like these when you have to make these really hard decisions that are ultimately going to cost you either money or legal sorrows or legal fees. You know, we're here to consult with you and give you the best direction we think is, is to, get, to go. If you're not going to take our advice, then it's understood you're our customer. But why hire us if you're not going to take our advice? You know? After all, you're advisors. So I instructed them to, yeah, let's get this on the market. And, and you know what? They're very, they're very nice clients, very good, good clients. It's just I have to educate people, and that's just, you know, just part of the business. So we are going to do the repairs. Quickly, we're going to get it on the market quickly, and we'll probably get it sold relatively quickly. And ultimately, just from a few emails back and forth, I potentially save these folks thousands upon thousands of dollars because we're acting quickly and we're not focused on the little rocks. Right. We're focusing on the big rocks. Right. The big rocks is let's get this done and let's get it on the market and get it sold so you're not sitting on this property going winter months and paying utilities. All that good stuff. So in this case, they did listen to me, and they were very reasonable. And I'm glad they did because I'm only I only give people the, the best information that I can to help them, not not to hurt them. Yeah. Right. And I think some people don't like to hear what they don't want to hear. Sometimes, <clears throat> you know what I mean? Is that is that a problem? Do you think? Or is it... Oh yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, they want to hear that. Here's what they want to hear. They want to hear that the tenant. If the tenant didn't pay their rent, then they owe me rent, and the tenant caused damages. They have to pay for the damages, and I agree 100, mm -hmm. 1 million percent. Mm -hmm. I agree. But in the the way the world works, practically speaking, it's it's just not going to happen. Right. You are when you want to be a landlord, you're opening up Pandora's box of all the bad things that can happen. You're opening yourself up to liability. You're opening yourself up to somebody moving into your property. And now it's almost like they have as much rights as you do. Mm -hmm. And they don't even own the property. Mm -hmm. They almost have more rights than you do. In a way, they can verbally abuse you. And you can't get in a way to sit there and take it. It's insane. They can they can make up things. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. They can You can appeal court hearings and, and take it to the next level and... It's just, it's insane what the tenants can do. That's why it's super important to try to buy quality, hire a good management company, uh, buy properties in, in a little bit better areas, and, you know, hope for the best, okay? Now, another thing you absolutely need to do is own properties in an LLC. You need to own properties so you're limited to, you're limiting your liability to what the corporation owns. What the LLC ah, I gotcha. I mean, it's real simple to conceptualize. It's like I didn't, you know, I didn't come up with this idea. But you know, you have to insulate your assets from from other entities. Mm -hmm. So 
Yeah, that's it's real important to do that. So I mean, a lot of our clients though, what happens is you know maybe they lived in the house and then they had to move out of state or they decided to buy a bigger house. Maybe we couldn't sell the house that that they moved out of. So another alternative is renting it because you know who can afford twenty four hundred dollars a month and then just poof gone you know, every right. month. So in those cases, you you don't own these properties in the LLC, and that that's fine as long as you, chances are as long as you have good insurance and maybe an umbrella policy, the likelihood of you getting sued for anything above what your insurance will pay out is very slim. But the more money you're worth, the bigger your target is, mm-hmm. and attorneys know that, so they're going to go after the richest fish in the pond, right? They're going to go after the biggest fish, and they're going to go after the one that has the money. So. That's why the more money you have, the more you have at risk. That's why things should be purchased in the LLC. That makes sense. That but when you sense. don't have a lot of assets, it's not that important because the attorneys are going to see that, oh, we're going to go after whatever the insurance covers, and that's it because the owner of that house has virtually no assets. Right. Right? They're not going to waste their time and try to prove a point. The attorneys don't try to prove points. They try to make prove points. They try to make Money. money. That's like, it. Like get in and out. Yeah, they're not, they're not. It's not about proving points with attorneys. Mm-hmm. They just they just want they want know, resolution. They want so yeah, they want resolution and, and turnaround time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So I don't like. You know, I don't like to want to scare people. Don't ever buy rental property. And it's like what I think the whole point here was: if you're going to buy rental property and you don't manage yourself, or even if you do, you need to to know what you can. And what you can't do as a landlord. Right? You need to know that. You need to know where the boundaries are. You need to know the worst case scenarios. Mm-hmm. And you only get that through experience. Yes. You can only you can only so many books that you can read until you experience good and bad and making money and losing money. And you have to make mistakes too. Yeah, you're gonna have to learn it that way. But the other option is uh, having a good management company to Deflect that and remove that learning curve because you don't you don't have to learn. You just have to make sure you're buying good good solid properties and let them manage. I hear you have a good management company. I think we do a good job. <laughs> We're not perfect. I always say management is property management is a luxury. It's not a necessity because whenever you hire a property management company, it's you know are they going to care as much about your property as you do? No. I mean, I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. You think all my employees give a crap to the point where they just they care as much as you care about your finances, about your property? No. Somebody, it's, if a, if a management company owner said, "Yes, all my people care as much as you do, Mr. Owner," that's BS. Mm-hmm. They're just they're worried about they want at five o'clock they want to go home they want to feed their kids they want to go to dinner with their their wives or husbands, and live their life. They're not thinking of this property mm-hmm. when they leave the office. Mm-hmm. You are. Right. I know I am. I'm right. thinking of my property. I think I care about my owners probably more than, than most of the people that work for me because I, I understand how important it is to make our owners money right. and keep our owners out of legal issues. Because okay? that's where everything could start to fall out. Yeah. So, so if you have an owner of a company who doesn't give a shit, mm-hmm. You think his employees are going to pick up that slack? No. So I really do care. But on some of my emails that I have to send to owners, I have to just get to the point. You know, 
because they just, you know, they want to just talk to me about, oh, how bad this tenant was. And look all the damage they caused. Dude, they did not. Let's move forward because it's a business. And let me tell you how we can get to our destination as quickly as possible with least amount of friction. Right. That's what you hire me to do. Point A to point B as fast as you can. Yeah. Let me let me explain to you how it works. And let me do my job. If you don't want to, then I, I understand. But if I can't help you, I don't want to represent you. Like, if you're not going to let me help you, and you're going to tell us how to do our job, and tell us how you, what you think is right and what is wrong, what, why hire me? I was just going to say the now, same thing. Now, yeah. let, me, let me add that I've learned things from our clients, too. Some clients have taught me some things. For sure, right? You've learned things. You can learn something from, from anyone. But for the most part, I'm the teacher. You know, I'm, I'm you know, they're the students, and that's just the way it is. That's why you know, hire an accountant and tell them how to do my accounting. Exactly. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> I don't tell my doctor how to do his job. Yeah, just, hey, doc, just you move the uh, pancreas a little bit over to the left. Just me, just a fraction of an inch. Yeah, you're way off, doc. Just a fraction of an inch. Um, I don't know, Mr. Deacon. What else do we have uh, to elaborate on here with the? Well, the, we, we wanted to talk. That basically, it was that email that prompted this discussion today so just just i guess to reinforce somebody how many minutes we have oh we're good yeah we're, no, we're good time what about okay. you i mean it's just it just seems like it's gloom and doom this this podcast i don't want it to sound like that so we gotta we always I gotta end on a good night like we always do because it's not doing listen you, you you definitely want well let's talk real quick let's finish off on i mean these are we went over worst case scenarios so if this sounded doom and gloom this is in a way we wanted to give you the worst case scenarios because if, if you're sitting there thinking now, if you're sitting there thinking, oh, well, that's not that bad. I'll be able to do that. Probably check your ego for a second and then rethink it. But if you are really sitting there after rethinking and saying, you know what? I think I can handle that. I don't, you know, I think, you know, then absolutely go. And what's, what are the benefits of landlording, you know, going into property management? Oh, the benefits are, well, let me, let me segue into this. We're at home. This is our first podcast <laughs> we've done from my home. So if you hear a dog barking, that's my crazy Ask Pomeranian upstairs who barked at everything. So I apologize in advance. You might you might hear my dog bark. Um, the advantages of going with the with, of property management, but like first of all, again, property management is a luxury, not a necessity. Mm-hmm. But the advantages of having a good property manager are peace of mind, um, allowing someone else to do a job that they can do more proficiently, typically than you can. Allowing you to do a job that you do more proficiently, you make more dollars per hour doing that. So whatever you do, whether you clean houses, whether you run a plumbing company, whether you're an accountant, whether you're a doctor, what is your time worth doing what you do best? And what does it cost you to have a management company manage the property? Okay, that's the first thing you need to look at, right? The second thing is how proficiently can this management company do that? How, how do you know how proficiently they're going to be? By asking them? What, what's every management company owner going to tell you? We're the best. best. Yeah. We're the best. But the only way to really know is, I mean, listening to these podcasts. That's why I do these. This helps educate potential clients. That's why when I get a call and somebody wants, hey, what do you guys do at, at Mace? I'm like, man, how much time do you have? Because I don't have that much time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 51 now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have that much time to explain to you everything that we do. But I've done, I've done what 
probably 99% of most property management company owners have not done, and that's through these podcasts. So you can listen as an owner, potential client, and learn a little bit about what it means to be a landlord, what it means to have a property management company helping you, what it means to have a good owner of a property management who cares and has a super amount of knowledge that any of his, his employees can come to for help, you know, and any of my clients can come to him and I have a problem with this property management at your company, or I have a property, I have a problem with something that has to do with, with insurance that's pertaining to my property. You can come to me with any of that. Right. I'm always willing to help. Mm-hmm. And, and I always tell my, my property managers and our staff, listen, if there's something that you have a question about that you don't feel that you're doing the best job for our clients, you need to let me know in an email. So I can chime in because sometimes it's a simple fix. Mm-hmm. And a simple fix now, before it becomes a problem, can be the difference between uh, a major legal issue and just another day at the office. Hundreds of yeah. dollars to thousands of dollars. Yeah, just like, for example, throwing out the tenant's um, belongings, and then I eventually got sued mm-hmm. to do that. That was my, I actually was the owner of that property. And I just said, <laughs> screw it, just throw his stuff out. He's never coming back. He's gone for four months. And, oh, he came back. He came back. Four the stuff, months later? The stuff that I threw out was garbage. But he sued me, and for like, ah, my stuff was worth 10 grand, right? So again, I had to, I had to spend my time and my effort because I circumvented my entire process and threw his stuff out and didn't post notice properly and didn't do anything that I should have done. And it was and I'm the owner of a management company. Right. But I just wanted to do short I wanted to shortcut it. So I use myself as a, as a perfect example of a client who doesn't listen to the, the property manager. So I didn't listen to myself. See, and that's what you don't get on a lot of these podcasts is humility. <clears throat> People don't admit that they're they don't admit that they're they're I'm the mistake. biggest screw up on the planet. <laughs> I just the, the only difference between me and a lot of different, uh, other investors is I, I haven't given up, right? You know, and I'm still making mistakes, and it's it's just it's a learning process. So but it's every day we're supposed to learn. Yeah, something. yeah, absolutely. So I again I didn't want this to be gloom and doom, so I hope it wasn't. And I know that my email is always open for a question or something like that. I can't take every phone call. I can't even get to every email, but I try. What is that email? It's alex at alexdeacon.com. Yeah, I'm always open for questions, and I'm always willing to help. We have like a Q&A um, attachment that I would send out. If you have questions about what do you guys do, how do you collect rent, what happens to this, what happens to that, I send out that Q&A. It's just a sheet with commonly asked questions. And then I always send the link to our podcast. So I said, if you have questions, here's Q&A attachment. Also, you want to learn more before you get into the business, or if you want to learn more before you hire a management company, listen to the podcast. If you care enough about your assets, financial assets, then you're going to spend the time opening up an attachment, and you're going to spend a few hours while you're in car in your car in traffic listening to some of the podcasts that I've put up, or there's probably a hundred thousand other landlording podcasts out there. But if you're going to hire my company, I would suggest listening to them and, and see if you like what you hear and then we can talk about hiring us 
let's face it, I think that's a little bit better than listening to either sports or news where it's just people yelling at each other all the time and it's just one big argument. You know what I mean? Like this is it's something where if you're in the car and you're stuck, you're not listening to music, learn some stuff. It's an amazing and I don't know, thing. You might not want to listen to this while you're in your car though. The beat looks probably fairly boring. Say hello, darkness, my old friend. Yeah. <laughs> bump into somebody in traffic in front of you. But I, I, I hope this is super helpful. And again, this isn't this isn't to pat myself on the back or to promote Mace, my management company. It's just to make the average Joe more aware of the property management do's and don'ts, ins and outs, how things really work, and our structure as a management company and, and how we feel about our clients and how I think why I think our company one of the best out there. And Mace's website is still pittsburghpropertymanagement.com? It's, it's, it's pittsburghpropertymanagement.com. That's what I thought. Yep. So, so you can find Mace, uh, Mace Property Management at pittsburghpropertymanagement.com. Find Alex at alexdeacon.com or dhrea.com. Find us on Twitter. Find us on uh, find us on Facebook at Deacon Hoover. We're soon to be on Instagram. Uh, 2019, we're going to be bringing in where we're going to branch off in, in, into the Instagram world. Instagram. We're going to find uh, – that's where we're going to have our listings, postings, maybe some off-the-wall stuff from the office every once in a while when we're up there uh, because I'm going to – listen, if I'm if I'm uh, running this and, and I'm going to be posting real estate stuff all day, we're going to have a little bit of fun with this too. So you guys are going to get to see behind-the-scenes stuff in the office. Uh, sure. We're going to kind of take it from there. So, I don't even know what Instagram is. It's, it's probably sounds, better. sounds pretty cool. It's Yeah, well, you know what? It <laughs> sounds cool. Twitter. Twitter. Are we on Twitter? We are on Twitter. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know what Twitter is. We do well on Twitter. You guys absolutely Sorry, should follow guys. us on Twitter. Yeah, it's um, – we do well on Twitter, uh, but it's Deacon Hoover knows both of those places. Um, search uh, real estate investing with Alex Deacon or uh, property management uh, with Alex Deacon, the property, property management series. Any of your favorite podcasting services, we're absolutely on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play Podcasts. Uh, we are on Spreaker. We are on, uh, I believe, like Podbean. You, you look for us all over the place, and you should be able to find us. Um, for Alex, for myself, I am Adam, and for everyone else uh, at Mace Property Management and Deacon Hoover Real Estate Advisors, we thank you so much, and here's to a little bit warmer of a December.